<laughs> I forget where in South America his mom is from. Oh, that's super Enya. I know Enya is. I know, I know that even though she's Irish, she's so South American. Like that sound to me is very like, I'm in the Amazon. Yeah, or I guess the fjords. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. the fjords of Ireland. <laughs> I didn't know Ireland had fjords. I don't know if they do. <laughs> I don't think they do. But anything that where you use the J for a yes sound, I'm like, that's wide enough. And that's, I mean, that's obviously more Swedish and more like Scandinavian in general. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, that's ah, Ireland. It's all the same. <laughs> no one cares if you generalize the the white European countries. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're Irish, but I am sure that you're Brian Bogart. And I'm sure you're Julian, is it Goza? Goza, yeah. And this is the Guantanamo Bay's podcast. A, a Cuban, Cuban cousin, cousin Kiki. Kiki. That's the most uncertain we've been. <laughs> That's the most uncertain we've ever delivered that line. But it was fun. A kiki of Cuban cousins? What you think? Mark? Yeah. Uh, so good to see you guys. Uh, you know, thanks for listening. Rate us five stars, like us, follow us, and we appreciate it. And if you know any Cubans slash Guantanamo Bays, just send them our way. Send them our way, bitch. Send them our way, way. <laughs> even though Cubans, I don't think, say way. Way is more Mexican than Cuban. For sure. And even then, I'd probably argue it's like only like northern. But I don't know. Maybe like, I'm lying. But it's Chicano me, Mexican. It's maybe. Tejano. It's yeah. It's kind of it's Norteño, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah very, muy bien. <laughs> for splitting hairs. Yeah. Um, but it's vernacular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all know it. You know it. Even if you don't speak Spanish, you know what way is. You know what essay is. Yeah. I remember visiting Jan Brownsville in high school, and the big, like, phrase was, sky dude, like, this guy. <laughs> so sky. I showed up, and Andre, your brother, is like, sky dude. And I'm like, sky? Like, <laughs> and at the time, he was like, four foot eight, and like... As white as he ever has been. White as the Dickens. (laughs) He really came into his whiteness over time. He did. He owns it now. In terms of his, you know, aesthetic, because he's like a man bun kind of white guy now. Sure. He's very crunchy. And the hiking. So much hiking. Yeah, they're hikers. Uh, He runs in the cold with his dog and he has like special gear for it. That's not to take away from Andre's Latino identity at all. No, no. I just think the assimilate the assimilation works better for him. For him, or like I got these bushy badgers. Look at these eyebrows. Or he, <laughs> but he kind of wanted. Not that he wanted to assimilate. It was just like easier for him. He's in academia. He's he lives in goddamn Illinois with his wasp wife. But don't you think he's drawn more to that because he's more white passing than me? But you can argue that for me. But here I am in L.A. crunching it out with all That's the other. That's true. Yeah. But you love women of color. <laughs> Let's just move on to the next topic and talk about yeah, other stuff. Yeah, we can. Oh, also before... I love you, Hong. Um, <laughs> yeah, at that. Um, before we begin, it's actually been an interesting pattern here at Guantanamo Bay's. What? It is... So we always tend to record these on birthdays of... Relatives? Of relatives. Wow. And tonight is the birthday of our grandfather or your padrino, your godfather... Also, your mom's uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, he was born today. Wow, Rafael Padrino. He would have been. God, it would have been. Uh, no, not a hundred. It's like late nineties. Yeah, okay. He passed away today. at ninety. Can't believe it's been nine years, man. Oh wow! Yeah, great, great linear minute. I just knew that he passed away at ninety, just because I remember being like, "That's a good age." Yeah. If you yeah. made it to ninety, you won. 
Totally. You know, totally. I have a great photo of him actually that we could post to the Instagram that, that gives people um, a bit of a, a sense of his, of his flair, you know? Yeah. He, he loved his salmon colored suits. Badrino was the embodiment of the Cuban who achieved the American dream. Yeah. We talked about him a little bit before, but really impressive guy. Um, grew up. His family died in a horrible hurricane when he was very young that swept through Cuba. He somehow survived, became as, a doctor. As did his brother, by the way, Orlando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obviously, Guantanamo Bay's, we talk about communism quite a bit. <laughs> and um, defectors from Cuba, mm-hmm. um, which we come from. Yeah. But... My grandpa's brother, Orlando, was very sympathetic to the Communist Party. Right. And was apparently very involved. Yep. Um, yep. Which to the is, point that it was it was the Civil War in that case where it was brother on brother. Yeah. You know, and Orlando stayed and, and grandpa left. And now the, here Brian and I are, you know. The infighting. And and what was impressive about Padrino, you know, you know, among other things, but he was a doctor in Cuba, um, immigrated, like through a hellacious, hellacious immigration process, um, and got his md in the states right like to get a doctorate in so a, he went in back to medical language school. i think so wow yeah. i've never otherwise I'm how sure else could he have been a doctor in the u.s right which he was he had a practice right he had his own practice yeah it was, it was pretty on the books it wasn't like a money under the table <laughs> kind of practice because <laughs> those two exist in my hometown where he had his practice yeah um it was pretty anyway, on the up and up from yeah. what i recollect <laughs> But oh, we uh, love you, Padrino. Feliz cumpleaños, Padrino. Yeah. Su yeah, here, cheers. Salud. We yeah. have um, a lot of Glenn Levitt in front of us. That Which, I bought at CVS. And you know who's who loved Glenn Levitt? His wife? Marina. She would mix up a Diet Coke. She did. Tell my, me your new money without telling me your new money. My dad has a funny <laughs> story about, you know, she loved Glenn Levitt 15 or McCallum 15. Like, you know, really fine aged scotch. And, and my dad was like, it was just a travesty that she would cut it with Diet Coke. So one time she's like, get me, in her, I have to do a voice, get me McCallum 15. Like that was her voice. But she was like, McCallum 15? Like in, the, like in an, uh, what was, like a Julio Iglesias. No, what was, remember that comedian Iglesias? Oh, with Gabriel speech. Iglesias. Gab- yeah, like a Gabriel Iglesias character. He told, yeah, actually, <laughs> he knew what he was doing when he was doing that voice. Cause, she threw the chancla at us. We'd get the chancla. Yeah, um, but she's like, you know, get me my Macallan 15 with a Diet Coke. And my dad, like, turned to my mom. I was like, get her, like, the Macallan 9. Like, she's not going to know the difference. And, <laughs> and like, what? Like, and and it, she's literally wasting it by putting the Diet Coke. She takes a sip. She goes, where's the shit? <laughs> she knew instantly. So it's like. Another fun memory with her is we were driving through Texas and we stopped at some, like, random roadside cafe. And um, she goes up to the window and she goes, can I have a cafe latte? And the lady goes, yeah, we got a lot of coffee. <laughs> microcosm of like all the ways that they weren't able to assimilate as well as my anglicized ass brother i know that's so funny um (laughs) but i mean like you know where in texas was this i don't know maybe south of fredericksburg on the way to san antonio if i'm making shit up okay yeah i was wondering if this was like by the ranch or around the ranch like in Coleman, but it was it was small town Texas, right? Mm, definitely yeah. small town Texas. Probably most, most places will know what you mean by cafe latte, right? Yeah, I mean don't try to defend Texas, but it's a good story. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. It, no, it's a great story. A great <laughs> Even story. though sure defend Texas, but you know, yeah. Let me. Ha- I don't know. I don't mean to be a demolitionist for the re- appeal of Roe v. Wade. 
<laughs> you? Because that's what you just fucking were. Anytime I say something that's not in the dogmatic, you know, lines <laughs> that you wanted me to be, it's like, oh, Brian, I didn't know that you wanted Puerto Rico to be a, an American colony. And I'm just like, oh, my God, where did we get I this I just from? can't help but, but uh, make fun of uh, being overly vigilant because that voice does sound off in my head and I know it's stupid. And then I think it'll be funny to say it. So I say it. No, I mean, it is funny. I'm just insecure yeah. and white and fragile. That's all it is. Oh. Um, but hey, welcome. <laughs> We're so happy to have you guys here. We have our usual segments. Uh, let us know if there's anything that you want us to talk about. Um, if there's any kind of new idea, new segment that you want to hear, um, you know, pitch it to us. And we we'll like... decide if it's worth actually giving a fuck about. And if we don't do it, we'll just pretend like it got lost in the mail. We'll be yeah. like, oh, so sorry. You know, I must have missed it. Please yeah. send it again. And then I'll block you. Unless it's hard copy mail, we very may. We will see it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. But you have this limited time where you still have our attention until until this this rocket goes to Mars, you know? And, and we can't be held responsible for leaving you behind yeah, if you're not on this rocket. It's I'm really sorry. happening fast, guys. <laughs> it's all happening so fast. <laughs> I say it like, it's like my phone is dying of battery. And like, I had an interview at 9 a.m. for like a trade show temp agency. <laughs> It's the glamorous life. Yeah, we keep on keeping on. So, hey, every week we like to bring you news from the motherland. Because like Cuba, our motherland, mm -hmm. is it, they do keep on keeping on. They do, yeah. Despite all the, despite all the odds, despite yeah. everything the world throws at that little island nation, they keep trucking on. And do we talk about, we might as well, I mean, we went to a meetup of other Cubans in Los Angeles yeah. uh, just a few days ago. Yeah, to, to court a local activist mm -hmm. slash politician to an extent, I would say. You know, we'll, we'll say community organizer for now. Community organizer. He's in his early Obama days. Okay. Yeah. But Jordan David, who we hope to bring on the pod. Yeah, we're, we're looking to interview Jordan. Um, and just for some context, there's an event. Jordan is a trans activist who is raising money to go to Cuba to talk about LGBT rights. And the event also had a recorded message from Mariela Castro, who's the niece of Fidel Castro, who is now kind of the, the head of the, it's called Senesex is the organization, but it's a uh, an organization that, you know, kind of promotes sexual health and well-being in Cuba. Cuba um, legalized same-sex marriage last year. It's one of the only Latin American countries, shockingly kind of progressive uh, social policy, f like in the context of the rest of Latin America. So yeah. one of my theories is like so many people are leaving Cuba that they're just at this kind of fuck it period. Oh, really? Where they're just they're like, like, fine, let the gays get married. Yeah, kind of. Because when things are going really bad for your country, that's when you're actually going to do stuff people want you to do. That's a much more cynical take on it. Than I think I have. For me, it's more, it's a country bound by tradition. Mm -hmm. I mean, despite communism, it's still staunchly Catholic. And and, and as I mm -hmm. usually um, go to lengths to mention, like Catholicism generally isn't anti-gay the way other sects of Christianity are. TBH, mm -hmm. sorry about it. Sorry, Baptists. Yes, <laughs> sorry about it, Baptists. Don't think I forgot about you. <laughs> Great improv team name. Hey guys, we're the Sorry About It Baptists. <laughs> I thought that was that was funnier than I thought it would be upon hearing it. I know we love alliteration. Yeah. Um, so I I also think because of its Catholic heritage and because of its bent on tradition, 
especially that's rooted in in familial tradition and and that is what marriage is so i could see why it would just exist in a different context there than it would here. Uh-huh. Maybe it isn't as politicized, um, which is also something I brought up about like the Islamic countries I went to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's because there's almost like sheer erasure at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no which, acknowledgement. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess. And there is the difference, I suppose, is like it's not just uh, it's not just justified there because there's a lack of of uh, judgment around it. Um because there's still a dot there is obviously dialogue around it if people are getting married mm-hmm. if gay couples are getting married like that that forces a dialogue around it that's why america was so weird about it and i feel like when cast you know fidel castro was in power there was it was the culture of erasure as far as the gay communities there wasn't a so mariel is like this fag hag that's coming through <laughs> and changing everything or what you, well, I don't know about her specifically. She's an agent of change for sure. But like I said, it's probably a amalgamation of factors that has allowed Cuba to now be one of the only Latin American countries that will um, acknowledge same-sex marriage. Right. So, yeah. And, and she seems, just at surface level, seems more progressive. Well, yeah. I'm sure she went to like Vassar or something. <laughs> like she would go from Cuba to Seven Sisters Liberal Arts <laughs> College know? in the Northeast. It's like creative writing. Marielle, what themes are you attracted to? My homeland of Cuba. <laughs> and drag queens. And by the way. <laughs> and RuPaul. My uncle is Fidel Castro. <laughs> um, yeah. and it's I, <laughs> The Fidel Castro Gymnasium. <laughs> If, if it was, it'd be at Berkeley or one of the Seven Sisters. Instead college. of Varsity Blues, you know, with uh, Felicity Huffman and all these people that paid off USC, it's like Varsity oh, Reds. That's so okay. We, we episode cannot, title. We cannot be given out our IP like this. This is too good. This is too good. Speaking uh, of Varsity Blues, um, Marcy Reds. That's I'm I know. Sorry. I know. Good job. I showed Great up job. today, bitch. You did. I may have eaten a lot of ice cream beforehand, like I'm in the fucking lollipop. But build. it's giving you that rush you need. <laughs> it's giving you that sugar rush on point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, my brain was like, but Vassar, and we're not here to talk about Vassar. Not today. That's next week. That's next week. Um, and so this is also part of the Code of Freedom. That's what they called this amendment. Mm-hmm. To the Constitution? The the uh, 2022 bill, the same-sex marriage bill that got passed. Yeah, that's yeah. the code for freedom. Yeah, go ahead. You research. So, so you know, we're going to get into news from the motherland. Julian has a news story from Cuba, which we kind of dive into every week. So we talked about the event we went to. But what did you do when you dug into this uh, this new Cuban amendment? Well, I was just... Well, first off, a question. So the code of freedom is why Jordan can then go to Cuba as a delegate, Right. I don't know what necessarily the code of freedom is. Is that is that the the it's, same it sex is, bill? Exactly. Okay, but that probably doesn't extend th- to like delegation or just travel or visas. This oh. is this is like I guess a sort of diplomatic trip. Yeah, which you know you could have taken whether you know this bill was passed or not. But so now the government knows that Jordan would be there for a. Yeah, that's. I guess that's why he'd be applying for this visa. I see. Yeah, because he wants to meet with state officials. 
So you don't just book a tourist visa and show up to Cuban parliament and say, I'm here, bitch. Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of checks and balances you got to go through. Um, so, but, but this, <laughs> and you have to pay to play. Yeah. And, and that's what that event was for. But this bill certainly sets more of a pretext for Jordan to show up. Right. And, and he's got, you know, Mariela Castro had recorded that video, um, you know, voicing her support. So yeah. even though you made a good point or a funny point, I suppose that, uh, a lot of the people there were very like <laughs> sympathetic to communism, even though they want to lift the embargo it was a lot I was more like what are you the tostitos girl what can i lose those <laughs> it was a lot more communist of an event than i thought it was gonna be is I was, that just because we're like west left coasters or what well i was surprised how much they lean into og cuba you know the og because yeah in theory lifting the embargo is completely at odds with Continuing, yeah, communism. it was one of the few like still functioning communist entities. Globally. You had a great line where you're just like, So you agree, you think capitalism's really pretty, <laughs> which is a mean girl's reference. Can I get an amen for my sisters? Amen, <laughs> a <guess>. woman, <laughs> but yeah, it's and so I don't want to speak, you know, and, and it's just like ill of the red. Well, just ill of people who like kind of welcomed us, and and this, this is not ill, it's just like there are contradictions that exist within this, you know not their specific ideology, but contradictions within every ideology. Theoretically, how can he be pro-communist and pro-lifting the embargo, or just pro-free trade in general? Right. Communism, by its definition, is kind and of And that insular. is my frustration with, like, younger communists, I think, in our oh, generation. ignorance, niño. I just, yeah, there's, like, a certain, I don't know, where I'm like, I don't think you fully understand what you're fighting for. I've never felt like such a fuddy-duddy, where I'm <laughs> just fuddy-duddy. like... I'm just like, these kids don't get it, eh, communism, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I feel... I feel old, but I also feel like I'm more right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what being old is. Yeah. I wonder what, like, administration we would most identify with ideologically, like, of any president through U.S. You history. know who I've been fucking with lately? Dwight Eisenhower. I know, but bitch, like, I can't agree with you as a gay man, because that was, like, like, the peak of, like, sodomy laws and shit. Really? Was that, top, sure. was that top down from Eisenhower? Well, nobody signed off on all the bills. I did not know that about his leg. What what I and I'll say what I admire about Ike, and we can go ahead and because he warned about the CIA and the military industrial complex. Well, you know, one check. Uh, but he was a general, so erase the check, bitch. Well, no, because if if you are from that, that's like a cop who's talking about like, yeah, there is systemic issues, right? Because he knows it from the inside. Yeah, and and this was also when all of these branches of the military were becoming more and more consolidated. And that's so, also when they apparently gender-coded pink, because Mimi Eisenhower loved pink so much. Right, yeah, yeah, totally. You and, saw and, that video I sent you, pink, right? Yeah, pink was a masculine color back in the day. But the reason why I liked Ike, and this is why most people don't really revere him, is that he didn't play team sports. He was right. very much a centrist, and and very logical and and solved problems regardless he, he solved what he thought was the best solution for the problem although you imagine being a president handed that surplus it's hard to not fuck up we were like in the post-war glow of a burgeoning middle class i still think that's you know being president is always a hard job and it's a baton race you know you're always picking up the baton from the guy who handed it to you previously or woman one day yeah but um but yeah, and, and you know, did you leave the country better than when you found it? In his case, I would argue yes. And he also brought like a sense of reason to, you know, American discourse mm -hmm. um, that I don't know if any president, like ever since then, it's just become more and more partisan that we couldn't even have a president like Ike, even if someone did come along with very reasonable solutions, didn't play team sports, 
uh, the polarity, I don't know, would ever allow for someone like that to be president again. And, and you know, I wish that would happen. It'd be a rookie rookie move. For what? To, to be a centrist now as president or try to be. I it think Obama be. made that and mistake. And it shouldn't you know? have to be. It At least the first part of his... His presidency. As, of his then the second term, which I, I predict is what Joe Biden's going to do, is like, bye, Felicia, and just like, sign this, sign that, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. So, yeah, we talked about that. Wait, and you at, you'd asked me, like, what president, and I said Eisenhower. I don't know enough about, like, each administration from one to the next. I mean, It's my... funny that you asked that question, like, well, don't ask me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean... I like the idea of FDR, obviously Lincoln, because, you know. Yeah, Lincoln, Lincoln's like OG, you know, he's a goat. He's a goat. He's the goat. He's the goat. Um, But I don't fucking know. I mean, LBJ, if you. LBJ's underrated, I would say. Yeah, but Vietnam was a goddamn mess. So, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, But but he wasn't, he didn't start the Vietnam War. The conflict in Vietnam had, had been going on since the 50s. So it was just one of those. Oh, he escalated it, I'm sure, because there was, like, a lot of lobbying behind it. Sure. Sure. Tale as old as time. True as it can be. I, uh, but. Yeah. This article about the Code of Freedom also mentioned, and we hadn't talked about this yet, that they are building a courtroom in Guantanamo Bay. Uh, is that it, is such great news. How is it? Well, hold on a second. In theory. In theory, motherfucker. And also, like, is it attached to the detention center? How could it not be? Right, because that's the only parcel of land. The Or maybe it's like a separate structure. I'm just, like, confused. I need to see the blueprints, honey. <laughs> sure, like, it's I like, ooh, they got Frank Gehry. <laughs> With the little construction hat. Just, like, walking around pointing at blueprints. Like, oh, no, this is all wrong. <laughs> I'm, like, in some bullshit hard hat. Yeah, totally. Like, one of those corporate guys in suits where it's like, you don't need that fucking hat. You're showing. You're flexing right now. <laughs> so, you say it's a good idea. Well, I think any... Um, branch of justice being present in a detention center where there's where there currently is none is a step in the right direction. Is it going to be perfect? And no. who's running the courtroom, Brian? It's the same government that's running the fucking waterboarding section of the building. The I guess if there's any positive, you know, thing to take away from it, it's that this means that there will be more of a paper trail than currently exists, and that's better than having zero paper trail. Yeah, it adds accountability. In theory. In yeah. theory. Yeah. So we're going into this as cautious optimists here at Team Ca- Yeah, cautious optimism. And I don't know... No one knows what will come of it. Or, it, like, we just kind of kibosh the talk of shutting Gitmo down entirely. Obama, that was one of his promises. Um, and, and they, I will never call it Gitmo. They never came close to it. Is Gitmo pejorative? Like, I don't know. I don't know, Brian. That's I all just think you, of babe. That I, I can't. Well, it's, it's, first of all, shorthand, and I Guantanamo Bay. It's like, no, I'm like, you can't call it Gitmo if you haven't been there. <laughs> it's just, I like the lack of syllables, you know? Sure. And, and, and also, you know, Guantanamo is a city. You know, But I bet you like saying Guantanamo if the following word is bays. Yeah, well, Guantanamo Bay, and, and, but Guantanamo Bay Detention Center is the name of the prison facility. Right. But Guantanamo Bay and Guantanamo, though, that is a city. That is a region. You right. Know? So, so that has been tainted by the presence of this detention yeah. center. So when I, when I to say Gitmo, 
I, I just mean shorthand. The detention center. For the detention center. Oh, that's good, because it is a nasty little word, if you ask me. Right, right. It's less um, euphonic. I didn't say Gitmo with, like, a notion of positive energy in my heart. <laughs> like, that was not where it came from when I no, said No, I know Gitmo. that. Yeah. It more just sounded, I don't know, like... It's, like it sounds what, rough. What they'd call it a trucker stop, yeah. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> my dick's up to Maybe Gitmo. Into, yeah, exactly. Um... So we, yeah, so we keep, we keep rooting for our motherland. It's, and I hope Jordan's able to go, but I do hope we're able to interview him before he goes. Totally. And maybe he could find blueprints. He was so sweet. <laughs> maybe he could um, send me that architectural design. Yeah. Yeah. He was Jordan, very sweet. If Jordan could like sneak into one of the, you know, Cuban parliament houses and find the blueprints and, you know, take some photos and send them our way, we'll critique them. <laughs> Don't do that, Jordan. I don't think he'd even be tempted to. No, probably not. I don't think that's really. He's looking ahead at a political career buster. Yeah, political operative. So news from the motherland. Um, do you want to go into your next segment, or do we want to cover world according to Jules? I do want to go into my next segment. Go ahead. You got the momentum, baby. Okay. So our next segment is called the gay item of the week. The first time Brian asked me to do this, I thought he meant a physical item. Mm. So I'll bring in not just a news item of the week, but which also was my original intention, which was your original intention. But I also bring in a physical or in this week's case, digital item of the week. Ooh. So it's an NFT. <laughs> it's an no. NFT of me sucking this guy's dick at a truck stop last week. I don't buy NFTs, Brian. Uh, I don't it's a fool's errand. Yeah. Um, but so the gay physical item this week is this stunning verse from one of Frank Ocean's many gorgeous songs of queer longing. Oh. Entitled Higgs. Okay. Are you going to read it or sing it? The gay fist glide in this week is the stunning verse from one of Frank Ocean's many gorgeous songs of queer longing entitled Higgs. I'll play the song. Back alone. I'll be back before the street lights on before the daylight's gone. I was born by Um, it's stunning. Yeah. And the reason why I'm playing that, which is from his lesser known album that came out the same night that he released Blonde, mm -hmm. uh, which is called Endless. Mm. Great album as well. That was kind of slept on. But uh, the reason why that's my gay digital item of the week is because the gay news item of the week, which I'm sure you heard about. I think I know what this... I was going to ask you after playing the song, I was like, what do you think about... Frank Ocean pulling out of Coachella Weekend 2 following a supposedly disastrous Weekend 1 performance. I am filled with gratitude that I saw him in 2017. It was mm, incredible. That was like peak Frank Ocean in a way, because you're catching him at his apex. And he had just released Blonde like within the last year. Uh -huh. Brad Pitt sat at the end of a stage wow. while he sang uh, 
oh, man, a white Ferrari or something. And uh, Spike Jones was filming it. It was incredible. Um, and they keep saying that they're going to release that film's performance, but they never have. Mm. Um, but honestly, like, Frankie, like, do what you got to do. Don't drag people who have spent or have saved so much money to go to Coachella, arguably too much money, um, just to then make them wait an hour long. I mean, I think it's merciful that honestly it was like probably an amicable separation. Him and Coachella? Yeah. It didn't sound very amicable. You think Coachella was like, get out of here? Well, did he? Yeah. I don't think he like stepped down. I think. uh, And he had like an ice rink planned? Yeah. So what I'd heard, and this is like secondhand and I've heard of this and my buddy was at Coachella and, and, you know, to... I don't, this is Frank or my friend's credit, but my friend, my friend is a huge Frank Ocean fan, and he he was not like, he was not as upset as the rest of the world was about this. And also, I think I think music and art kind of is all about when it hits you. And he was having kind of a rough Coachella, so then when Frank Ocean finally did come on, it was like that really lifted his spirits. Mm. So you know, in the context of all that, but Frank apparently wanted some ice skating rink, pretty ridiculous demand. Like, but it's Coachella, you do it, you do it big. So. The, the festival organizers worked their ass off to make that happen. And then right before he goes on stage, he's like, I don't want the ice rink anymore. And so then he like kind of forced him to strike it over, you know, and then over That's why I know he wasn't a theater kid. I'm like, we have worked on this set for Oklahoma for two fucking months. And you're going to get out there in front of that little piece of flat yeah. wood and just do the damn thing. Right. You're going to be the best fucking tree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'd be gonna, wild if he did smile. the whole thing from like like looking like a tree in a, in an elementary school play. Yeah. I'd be like, he changed the game. <laughs> He's, he treed more than anyone had ever treated before. <laughs> and it was insane. But it he doesn't seem very easy to get along with. But you know what? Geniuses don't need to be there. I said it. Right. But also, the only way he could continue to be a genius is if he like continues to make music and good music. He hasn't even released an album in six years. So I'm like, that's this is a lot coming from someone that's like, you know. But, but if you're selling tickets, no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. But then they care when you start pulling this shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Um, I felt vindicated because I was considering it, even though, again, it's so expensive. And I've only been to Coachella once. That was mm-hmm. the uh, the year of Beyonce. Right. Which I've probably talked about multiple oh, yeah. times. Multiple times, yeah. <laughs> but it was like watching a UFO You mean land. this week? Yeah. <laughs> I've said it before. I said it again. That was an epic-ass show. That was like seeing a UFO land. And there is like a sharp difference, I think, between how they, the reverence they give live performances. And, you know, like, like Lana will very seldom cancel a show or pull anything weird. Mm-hmm. But I think she and Frank are both little studio queens. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Whereas Beyonce's like, you know, good evening, Detroit! You yeah. know? And it's like, she's oh, gonna shit. show up. No, you know, credit to She shows up. She shows up, yeah. man. Her, the, the Willie Nelson. You know, Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah, yeah even Taylor. Totally. Like, the, it's, there's like this old school approach to live performance that I really admire and... I wish it didn't... You know uh, what? One of my least favorite character traits is entitlement. Yeah, and, and that's this, what this speaks to. This felt extremely entitled. You know? Yeah. So I, I was... But he's my man, and I'm always rooting for Frank. Yeah, don't you hate it when... And then it... I don't know if it changes how you look at them, or maybe it's like it becomes the straw that breaks the camel back after a while. It's like, I'm still going to be an apologist... Like, I'm not talking about me for Frank Ocean specifically. No, but... you for Ezra Miller. Let's start there. <laughs> no, no. <that's... laughs> Brian was like, I can't wait to see The Flash. And I was gonna... like, whatever, bitch. Text me I after. didn't say I can't wait. I said this movie must be really good if they're going to keep doing, if they're going to keep pretending like it's all honky That's you giving a good publicity. Because <laughs> I think I think what Ezra's done is extremely probably, I'm not an Ezra Miller fan at all, but 
Um, well, okay. I mean, I guess I'll be the guy, the fall guy then. He's he's good in certain movies. I know, I won't... And, and that's what you're saying you're an apologist for. It's like, you could separate the art from the artist in ways. Well, no, I just mean... Our, when our heroes disappoint us, we will go to bat for them until we can't justify it anymore. Right. So this is maybe like a first kind of like lash on your fandom, maybe. But... I mean, if I'm still an apologist for Annie Hall and I wasn't even alive back then, imagine being 25 and lovelorn and blonde drops like a midnight surprise release of this fucking of two albums. Mm -hmm. You know, I just he's someone that takes up such. A, a sentimentally enriched place in my psyche. I I completely get that. And so, but yeah. yeah, it's fucking annoying behavior. But but that's all I'll say on the matter. Other than I love. Well, that. I mean, I mean, like Kanye got a lot of passes, right? Like Kanye had a lot yeah. of questionable things happen, and it was really until he started flexing his anti-Semitism that right. was that's the straw that broke the right. camel's back. You know, that was. I'd that like was to think line. Frank Ocean, even though he's may very well be going through some stuff related to mental illness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Is not an apologist for Nazis, but I don't know. <laughs> Do we have the proof? But Flight of the Valkyries is a great song. And again, I'm not going to separate the art from the art. And I mean, I you know, Wagner. You're just one of the finest composers <laughs> of his era. <laughs> oh, God. Are cute. God help us. I love the Jews. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, you are part Jewish. We talked about this, but anyway, yeah, I hate yeah. to dox your family. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it's, it's pretty much on record. <laughs> oh, cool through the 23andMe process. Mm. But um, thank you for the gay news item and the gay physical of slash course. digital item. Of also, listening to that track again, it did remind me, bringing up the Kanye comparison, that like I've always preferred Frank Ocean to Kanye, even though I know he has a way shorter discography. Right, right. But uh, And also kind of like, I don't know, uh, disparate sort of like uh, musical directions in a way. I don't know. Well, that's They're both emotional. They're, They're both, both emotional, but like also just the production style. I think Frank Ocean owes a lot to Kanye. In terms oh, totally. Of, uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's I like synthetic, that. but it's R and B. But it's yeah, yeah. I just I think their disparate longevity in a way is like why it's kind of hard to compare them. Uh, just yeah, uh, yeah. And I think Frank has got like 15, 20 years on Frank Ocean in a way. That's true, and I do think Frank has a better apparatus for self-preservation. <laughs> Sometimes it comes at the cost of Coachella concert goers, mm -hmm. but I do think he purposely has space between him and the media. Whereas Kanye is kind of trumping in that, like he lives for the applause, applause, applause. He lives for the applause, applause. Lives for the tweet, tweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just can't get off of these platforms. You know? He's, yeah. Yeah. That's a, I think that... This is kind of a dark turn. Uh, not even that dark. I, it Try might be me. its own sign of mental illness that... And it's it's the illness of ego mm. that you feel the need to constantly share. You have these legions of followers. Like, the three people that come to mind, Kanye, Trump, Elon, um, that they need to be worshipped constantly and they keep setting up these opportunities for them to be worshipped or agreed with just by tweeting whatever and yeah it seems like performance art and self-sabotage or something right yeah right. and and which maybe, maybe is the whole experiment mm -hmm. i don't know i don't think they're that they have that wherewithal to look at it that way but maybe how could you not, right? It's like, you have people telling you this all the time. Like, people are tweeting to them exactly what I'm saying. I'm like, you had to have read that. But maybe they don't care or their agenda is completely... 
And there is a component to the story of the boy who cried wolf where, like, people listen to him. That's why he keeps crying wolf. I know. You know? So I think they just know how to sound the bullhorn. That's exactly And people like us bring up their fucking names every week, you know, which I say every time. Well, I mean, you know, one is the richest man in the world. One is uh, is a former president. And the other one, whatever, Kanye, is like one of the best-selling artists of all time. So Can I make it any more obvious? You're going to talk about those people. (laughs) You know, if there's three people to talk about, it's typically going to be like... Sure. You know, those kind of people. But sure. this is the last time we're going to mention them all episode. That much, I promise. Okay. Don't hold me to that. <laughs> I know. Don't hold me to that, bitch. <laughs> we, it's not that hard for it us to not talk about those people. It gets musky people. here. We often don't. It gets musky in Guantanamo Bay. It does. And it's dark. Um, <laughs> so, thank in you. In Gitmo. In Gitmo, yeah. Also, Gu- maybe Guantanamo Bay, too. Nice yeah. romantic, I mean, Nana, breezy nights. Nana, who was... Yolanda, who's my pseudo-grandma, um, and I'll call her my grandma for all intents and purposes because she raised me with Tutu, but she was from, from Guantanamo. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, like, I have a different association with that city than just Gitmo. <laughs> I just wanted to say Gitmo again. But, <laughs> triggered. Um, triggered. So, thank you for that. Probably a good time for us to get into the world according to Jules. That's the kind of world I want to live in. Because this is where I read Julian various... Headlines from the week. Julian is such a reactive, beautiful mind that I want to sit back and listen. I'm not going to talk, not going to interrupt his flow. I just want perfect stream of consciousness in his reaction to these headlines. So I'm going to. You start... described me like Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind. But way worse with numbers. You can... <laughs> way more schizophrenia. Yeah. <laughs> more schizophrenia, less intelligence. And that's Julian. So, um, are you ready, my not Nobel Prize winning physicist? All right, here we go. Yeah. All right, so I read Julian a headline. He has 30 to 60 unfiltered seconds to just say what he thinks about this headline. Um, are you ready? Do you accept this submission? Do you, do you accept this submission? <laughs> yeah, I accept this submission. Your first headline. A woman gets 21 years for trying to kill her doppelganger with poisoned cheesecake. Your thoughts? I have questions about the doppelganger. I do like that there's this pattern where you ask me questions about homicidal women because as you know, I fancy myself a homicidal woman. That is my actual, the way they're like, oh, like, like, I don't know. It's like um, black, black women are trapped in a gay man's body. It's like, well, me, bitch, it's Arlene. It's Aileen Waynos. Who's that bitch from Monster? Yeah, Aileen yeah. yeah, mine's Aileen Warnos, motherfucker. Um, anyway, I have questions about the doppelganger. I want to know why she poisoned her. All's fair in love or war? Time. <laughs> <laughs> All's fair. That's what you have to say. Woman poison her doppelganger. Tell me you wouldn't kill murder. your fucking doppelganger. I, I, I'd, I'd fuck him first and then I'd kill him. Yeah, I'd, I'd suck his dick first. <laughs> We'd have a beautiful night. I mean, maybe the chloroform would come first. He, would, then... not, he would not make it. Yeah, whether he was conscious during it, um, up to the And day. then I'd have Brian come over with a bone saw and we would get to work. And it would be bonding. It'd be cousin bond. We'd probably, you know, squeeze in a recording session in between the hacking and the sawing, but we'd get the job done. <laughs> um, so this is World According to we shoot an audition or two afterwards we feel great about how productive of a day we had it's like fuck do you think the casting director will notice blood on my collar it's like no it's perfect for the character actually you know it really it serves that blood serves 
Well, thank you for that. Yeah, um, thank you, you. You identify with murderous women, and uh, we're just going to leave it at that. Next headline. Okay, but you'll have to explain to me why, why like, the relationship between her and the doppelganger. Eventually. Okay. We're going to keep this rapid fire. Okay. You ready for your next one? Sure. Belgian town. Town in uh, the country, Belgium. <laughs> Fuck you. Belgian town organizes seagull imitation championship. Your thoughts? In, I'm so down to compete. I grew up in many a seagull locale. I identify with seagulls. I was driving on the freeway the other day, and I was about 15 miles from the beach, and I saw a seagull, and I thought, how great. Because I, too, am a coastal creature stranded 15 miles from the coast at any given time in this fucking city. So I like seagulls. I'd like to imitate one. It also reminds me of this wonderful clip on YouTube. This is an annual thing. It's like at a county fair in Iowa. Um, it's the, it's a husband calling contest. Mm -hmm. And so it'll be like different women go up there to the mic and they're like, Herb, Herb. And then the other will be like, Danny, Danny. And they're like calling their literal husbands. Like the way, like, like the animal husbandry on this. It's so good. Putting the husband and animal husband. Yeah. So like, I don't have a husband and I've never known a husband, but I've known a seagull. I've had a seagull too. I've known a seagull too. And I mean, shit, just think of a husband name, enter that contest. Michael. Michael. <laughs> you know? And I mean, I think we do pretty well. Larry, Larry, Larry. Yeah. Like the, the variety of it was insane. That's awesome. I, we got to watch some husband calling clips after this. I would recommend it to literally anyone on the planet. Yeah. just And it transcends religion. Like I could, I could refer like guys in Yemen. Right. You, you to know, those videos. <laughs> and they'd be like, so funny. Like, you know? Yeah, that is funny. And you know, every one of those people, now not to make this political, but this is kind of like the, the sweet part of it. You know, everyone who is in those husband calling contests has a certain voting pattern. Mm -hmm. Right? We'll just go ahead and assume. And yet, there's such a sweetness and an innocence to that contest. There's such a sweetness and innocence to that, like, event that... Well, you know I love people so much that I think there's an... In, in, like, I don't know. I there's think. an innocence in everyone. And that, that's one of well-intentioned in the voting booth. Everyone is. Everyone thinks... For the most part. <laughs> right. There's, like, a small handful of skinheads. Who are just, like, Nazis. Yeah, you know? yeah, exactly. But that's a small percentage of people. Everyone who votes think that thinks that they are, with their vote, to some degree, saving the direction that the country's going. Right. And that's, that's such a paradox in itself, but that's why also, like... Man, how different are we if we can all watch this event and just be utterly charmed by it? You know, yeah. how different are we yeah. really? Yeah. Wait, where's the seagull um, imitation in Belgium? Can oh, in this economy? <laughs> I thought you were going to be like Myrtle Beach. I'm like, well, if we drive to Texas and fly from there, you can make it in time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What is it, next week? Listen, people, we have two days till the seagull comes yeah, exactly. to save this town. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say, we got to save the community center doing our seagull contest. That's like my favorite line ever for the favorite movie. trope. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, it's 86 again. <laughs> you ready for your final headline? Ah! Is that, that a seagull? That is, yes, in seagull. Um, oh my god, Julian, that's a terrible thing to say about Jews. Um, Shut up. And, and seagulls Siegel, aren't anti-Semitic. No, but, the no, but you said an anti-Semitic thing in Seagull. I don't make the rules. <laughs> the fact you immediately in your brain correlated it with anti-Semitism says more about you. It says more about... You were the one who said it. I just translated it. <laughs> don't shoot the... Julian, I think they're an industrious people. I called people. you a cracker that time, yeah. motherfucker. Oh, it was, a, it was a dialect. It was just a different dialect. Yeah. Listening. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Ready for your final headline? <laughs> if we're not canceled now, that did it for sure. Reddit user 
slammed for wanting to sell a family heirloom in order to pay for a lavish destination wedding. Your thoughts? What is it about this week every news item being too vague? Usually you drone on, but this time they were too vague. I want to know what the heirloom was, bitch. If it was like cheap silver, girl, go go to Gitmo. <laughs> go get, get that honeymoon suite go at Gitmo. Go Gitmo. No, we can't. It's like they rented out the courtroom. That's amazing. Um... I, yeah, I'm curious to know what the heirloom was. Also, where's the vacation? Where's the destination wedding? I have such questions. It's at a vineyard. Do it. No, <laughs> just kidding. That's like the most low-rent destination wedding I could If Antiques have. Roadshow is still a thing, he should have at least gone there before hawking his, his wares. His great-grandmother's wares. Yeah. Yeah. You're Jewish, Brian. You get it. <laughs> yeah. You All that gold. You can't give up the Jew gold. That's been passed on <laughs> through generations. It's priceless. I've noticed those those caps in the back of your mouth. There's a... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, my mouth is capless. At least I have now. I think I have... Or no, I don't actually have caps. I have well, so it was a uh, it was an heirloom that he inherited, right, recently. And, and you know... Should we these... edit that line out about caps? We'll talk about it. <laughs> We're fine. Uh, okay, fine. We're fine. I'm fine. Um... Yeah, it was an heirloom inherited by his dad. He said, I don't need a fancy heirloom to remember him by, which is kind of a sweet sentiment. Yeah. And I mean, look, if you're leaving behind, if you're bequeathing this heirloom, and, and I think it's like silver rings or something like that. I Wait, you said the dad? I think this guy's dad passed away. Oh, oh, got it. Yeah, why should he be canceled? They, like, people don't know the inner workings of this family or whether the, the deceased gave them their blessing. And something that he said to the Reddit user, he said... Um, his parents are deceased. That means none of his family are going to attend the wedding, which is really upsetting. So why not do whatever you can to make this the most memorable wedding It's almost wedding like can? a uh, transference. Y yeah. Yeah, in a way. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't your family want... And I guess this guy knows his family better than I do. I don't know what they want or don't want, but... You know, I think Reddit is obviously just a breeding ground for vitriol. And, and once... I wouldn't know. Once the mob has has their idea of like what they think you are like they're gonna double down and triple down right dog pile on you i not have a fun way i've yeah i've i've mostly uh remained anonymous and conflict free on the few forums i go on where are you the most controversial i'm not gonna tell you the forums because i know what it is you know what it is and i never want them to know that i'm on there if for whatever reason <laughs> any of their grubby little fingers make it to this podcast but it's a shame how much the politics on there have changed. Like, ugh, God. They're always on the wrong side when I read those comments, you know? Right. How, and how, I'm sure Reddit's similar. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they get it right. Sometimes they don't. But And it speaks to people's level of boredom or something. or Ooh, good take. Or just like a dissatisfaction with something. Because I'm like, really? You're going after this guy mm -hmm. who sold a fucking teapot mm -hmm. that's only 50 years old? Um, <laughs> go to a fucking soup kitchen. Yeah, honestly. Like, do something. Honestly. Yeah. You sell your fucking heirlooms, bitch. Yeah. And then give that money to a soup kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> do literally anything besides just criticize a guy for... But it doesn't say the heirloom? I don't know. I was looking for it. Uh, it didn't say. Mm. It didn't say. And may it probably does, but I'm just too lazy to scroll through it. But those are your headlines. That's may he have happens. a great wedding and mazel to him, and I'm sure his parents will be there in spirit if they're not stuck inside the toaster he sold. Hopefully. One <laughs> oh what a great idea for a film. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, so it's we're calling it Toaster Parents. <laughs> toaster Parents. <laughs> but if the Daniels got behind it, that would be a hit. We're gonna fast track this one. Yeah. Um, we're hearing John Leguizamo's attached. <laughs> yes. Brad Pitt. <laughs> that would be a great. They're pair. the parents. 
That's pretty good, Brian. Well, okay, if you could fantasize about, like, so first of all, have Brad Pitt and John Leguizamo ever worked together? That's why I said they were a great pair. I really don't think they have. Yeah. You could look it up. But I don't think so. I don't think so, honey. What would you want to see them doing? Buddy comedy? No. drama? No. I want, action. like, yeah, I want, like, an action comedy, I think, from them. I mean, Leguizamo like Guzama would have been really good in, like, Snatch, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. He'd be good in a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. Yeah, they've never worked together, and that is a goddamn crime. It is. It is. Two treasures. Yeah. Two treasures. So, our next segment, and our final segment. What is it? <sighs> boogie Boogie Bum Bum. So, Boogie Boogie Bum Bum is where I read Brian headlines, and then he has to think of a song that the headline reminds him of, as well as give us his unfiltered th- thoughts. But really, we're after the song. Huh? This is Julian's lazy response world, according to Jules. Let's do it. You think it's a lazy no, response? No, I don't think it's a lazy response. I think I'll just it's think... more dynamic because we use music. Yeah, but you just... But said, I well, am the music, I suppose, in World According to Jules. You little bitch. I'm the song. You little bitch. I'm the song, Brian. No, you're just And like... you're just a... <laughs> and you're just a... You're just a footnote. You're just a... Exactly. And I'm the orchestra. <laughs> a musical... I'm the orchestra. Note. I'm the composer. I'm the harp player. I don't know enough about music theory. I was about to be like, you're the stanza. And I'm like, <laughs> isn't that like the actual tempo? Stanza is... I don't know, dude. I'm not gonna... I'm they just gonna... They like, once asked Barbara Streisand, they were like, so, like, how do you how do you approach singing music? And she's like, well, I don't read music. That's the thing. I don't read music. And I was like, what a boss bitch. Like, yeah. that's so cool. She feels it, baby, and so do I. But anyway, bogey, bogey, bomb, bomb. First headline. A Texas-born princess, just like us, was evicted from an Italian villa. And this villa is actually um, appraised at a very high value because it has a Caravaggio painting on the ceiling. And she was in a big contentious battle between uh, her late husband's three stepsons. This is this is like an episode of Dallas. Totally. Yeah, it's and they're putting it on the market for half billion dollars. Um, the mural- half a bill. Half a, half, half a, a billion, billion dollars. A $500 million? Or maybe they're not putting it on the market, but that's that's what it's valued at. According and to her? <laughs> I think according to the stepsons that got her evicted. And of oh. course, the Italian government is going to side with the three ragazzos and not this Texan little princess. Yeah, So so if you could just condense that headline real quick. First of all, what is a Texas princess? I feel like we glossed over she that. She married into royalty. Okay. She was actually once married to a congressman named John Generet. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing Republican. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the only women that go on to be Italian princesses. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So, so she's from Your Texas. Move, Chelsea Clinton. She's Texas. She's from Texas, but married an Italian prince or, yes. or married Italian royalty. Married, yeah, well, because you know, fucking Italy, there are like still these dynasties all around. No, yeah, sure, it's it's not. It's Niccolo Boncompagni Ludovic. Yeah, it's it's far from the most impressive of the monarchies, that's for sure. It's definitely a, a lesser monarchy, but I. But uh, damn that property, hmm. Yeah, the property's great, and I, it's I know like the best. I know the song. Oh, I know the song. You want to hand me the Spotify? I'll get the song. Because she was married to I don't to a, know why you're threatening. She was married to a give me the song. <laughs> she was married to a congressman, correct? 
Oh, yes. Oh, Christ. Oh, I'm putting God. a booger in your yeah. ashtray. Oh, my God. That is vile, It's a long story. Oh, my. It's an ashtray, Brian. Get a, get a nap. What? You yeah. actually, like, fished out these joint butts and put them back in your mouth? It, no. You are... I swear to God. No, but if Sometimes I, uh, you're so absent-minded, but then you get OCD, and I'm like, you can't have both. If no. You're gonna be... What if the booger, like, hangs onto the ashtray, like, and I'm trying to dump the ashes, and then it's then just... Then you rinse it out in the sink without touching the booger! Damn. How am I the straight one? <laughs> Play the song. There's a lot of... <laughs> say it! <laughs> Fucking say it! Alright. I was wearing my faggot shirt yesterday. That's nice. Where we're moving on now But that wouldn't be from her perspective. That would be from the stepson's perspectives. And are they moving up? Because they're presumably already rolling. So here was why I chose that song. Okay. Because you just went on down to the west side. But just I mean, by deep... Well, in this case. So there's an up and down nature to her existence. I acknowledge this. But the thought of marrying... I mean, she clearly marries power. That's what she's, she's, she marries power, she marries wealth. And a prince is greater than a congressman. And she went from congressman to prince. Yeah. So any difficulty she Even had- Even going from senator to prince. Right, yeah, senator to prince, that's a clear step up. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going from hobo to mayor, I don't know about I'm how. sorry for the hardships you've endured um, over the dispute of who owns this $500 million villa. It's not a problem I empathize or sympathize with in particular, but congrats on the husband upgrade, and I'm sorry it hasn't worked out. I just think the Italians need to cool it with their hatred towards American women. First Amanda Knox, and now this woman. I mean, come on. Wow. Because those are the exact same situation. Pretty much. I'm gonna play my song. Make me feel this way. So, can I tell you the gayest thing I've ever done? I, yeah. At Bible camp, already gay. Yeah, I was gonna say. At Bible camp, I did choreograph with my cabin a whole dance to the song Leave Get Out by JoJo. At Camp Buckner? At Camp Motherfucking Buckner. By then, I'm sure I was gone, because that was like 2008, dude. I was you, 17. You were gone, gone. Years old. No, when, when that song came out- I was out, a Leave Get Out gone. No, no, but- Get out! But the song came out way, like, way earlier. You're right, probably like 04, 05. Yeah, yeah. It was, this was like, you know, 05, 06 was when this happened. So I was a teenager. <laughs> Too old to be going to overnight Jesus camp. Uh, that much is for sure. But I definitely made the most out of my time choreographing. I've thought stuff. about stalking around that old property. I wonder what it is now. Well, yeah, because they don't do the camp anymore. I know. So It'd be, it would be cool and very like Jordan Peele moment to like sneak in there at night and walk yeah. around. Yeah. Got some real nope vibes out there. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So let's think about that. Um, and I don't have to explain why I chose that song. Because no. the stepsons are all, leave, leave bitch, get, get out. out. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and I hope she finds a very comfortable home in Texas. We welcome her back. With open arms. We love a uh, Texan expat. If she needs a, a place to stay in Cali in the meantime, you know, holler at me. Or if you need a place in Austin, honey, uh, my parents got an open bedroom, so... And they love making you friends. You're being friends. too accommodating to this princess that doesn't give, this former princess that doesn't give a shit. Oh no, she would walk into my parents' house and be like, what is this hovel? <laughs> she would just be utterly disgusted that that people live like that. I just wish they'd never gotten rid of that waterbed I loved so much in the 90s. Yeah, we all gotta grow up sometime. <laughs> so. Well, I still like the waterbed. Yeah. Um, second bogey, bogey bum bum headline of the week. Jeff Bezos cosplays as a human at Coachella Weekend 2. Yeah. Ugh. Did you see the photos of Jeff Bezos at yeah, Coachella? Yeah, I did. So, for the listeners, he's wearing a button-down butterfly shirt with long sleeves. He's rolled the sleeves up. He has ripped, like, distressed-looking pale jeans, a white t-shirt, and, like, white high-top like what look like Air Jordans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny that the writer of this article on thecut.com uh, said that he looked like uh, he, he'd been stuck on the island of Lotus Eaters since 1989. So it is kind of giving like a like um, a Marty McFly kind of silhouette with the high tops and the skinny right. jeans. But I'm not going to lie. This I wish that you didn't do Leave Get Out because this would totally be the song I'd do for that. Because yeah. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, Jeff Bezos. But that's what Coachella's become. I mean, it's one step away from being Burning Man. Which like, he also a... ruined. Oh, I'm sure. He brought a private chef, didn't share anything with anyone. Isn't it a barter system? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to need uh, two le- two pairs of leggings uh, <laughs> of Siddhartha, the book, um, a coffee, coffee he's, maker. He's ordering shit from Amazon to deliver yeah. to It's co- like, wow, he has a pop-up warehouse? Yeah. It's like, this motherfucker <laughs> does not get it. Also, isn't he Cuban? He is. That's that's a bad bad. But Cuban. that's a bad Cuban. That's a that's bad a, Cuban. That's a bad Jeff Bezos. God, there's so many bad Cubans out there. Yeah, there are. Moving on. <laughs> what is here? Can you think of a song real quick? Uh, just because I, I I'd just, love to. Yeah, I'm just thinking of how I don't want him there, and he doesn't belong there. Some things are for the people, and he's made it very clear he's not of the people. Well, here's my song. Didn't you dare? You nearly had me roped and tied. All about him the tide, sweet freedom whispered in my ear. You're a butterfly, and butterflies are free to fly. Fly away, fly away. Um, there are a few things there. Of course, he's wearing butterflies. Also, I'm like, fly away, butterfly. Get the fuck out of Coachella. But also, uh, he had he nearly had us all roped and tied. Altar bound, hypnotized, sweet freedom ringing in our ears. Wow. So we're all the butterflies because of the Amazon expediency model that has left a bunch of people without unions, without protection, the earth more polluted. Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> The list just goes on and on, doesn't it? Um, I still sometimes order from Amazon, but it's rare. I think it's rarer than your average Joe or Jeff. (laughs) Jeff Bess is like, I don't order from fucking Amazon. Hermes are best. I'm like, God, you're horrible. Um, (laughs) What song do you want? Okay, so, um... Cause I'm having a good time, having a good time. shooting star leaping through the sky like a tiger defying the laws of Car, passing by like Lady Godiva 
that tambourine comes in and my pussy is soaked. <laughs> That's one of my top ten favorite songs of all time. I would like dance around like nearly naked in my room and my mom once walked in oh, yeah. as I had my little earphones in listening to Don't Stop Me Now. Right. And she looked like she'd seen the lady in Fatima. Like it was... She you finally you, seen the true me. You had a couple close encounters <laughs> when you were growing up, right? Of like you in heels or you doing... Yeah, uh, yeah. And just at night I would like put on these incredible songs and lose myself in them because yeah. that was my free time. That was the only like freedom that you would have, right? Yeah. Like, as and kids. I'd lock the door and they'd be like, don't lock the door. And it's like, God, it's, it's that I'm dancing with, with my dick tucked yeah, yeah. my legs and a kimono. Right? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Buffalo Bill up in here. It gets the lotion on the skin. I think dancing in a kimono with my dick tucked in might be the episode title. I think you might have just given us given us the right time. That is better than Varsity Rides. And I hate to, uh, yeah, I hate, like, first of all, I was thinking of, like, uh, a Queen song because the energy is so high in Queen music. Um, and I wanted something like a Queen song. I was like, fuck off, get out of here. Like, yeah. I wanted that energy. Um, but unfortunately, I was kind of forced to kind of choose a song from Jeff Bezos' perspective because he's saying, don't stop me now, I'm having such a good time. I get it. You know, you but... I'm one of the people who would like to stop him now. Yeah. So I'm I'm the bad guy in this song. Yeah. But Even not, though, and to weave in Tucker Carlson for a quick moment, who was ooh. dismissed from Fox on Monday. He was. Um, same day as Don Lemon. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was hilarious. That, I was like, sure. That, that each other's, that, yeah, get out of here, both of you. Each other's foil, you know, happened to I mean, me. I guess. But like, what kind of fucked up world are we living in where the best foil we have to Tucker Carlson is Don fucking Lemon? It's true. <laughs> who would his foil be? But, like, um, Ariana Huffington? I don't know. But the question remains of like who will fill that void, and so as much as we want to stop Jeff Bezos, I'm like, then show me who's in the wings, uh huh, yeah, you know, because yeah. it's probably going to be someone well, who's, who's bad, just as bad, but not Cuban. It was Elon, you know, like, yeah. like Elon was gaining on Jeff Bezos. He's now past Jeff Bezos in terms of wealth, and uh, oh, and do you also see that he was like he had an account? Elon Musk had an account on Twitter. This came out today. That was from his son's perspective, his three-year-old son. What? He's, like, commenting and stuff. Creepy. Yeah, we should look this up after. Because I know, and that's a lot for our listeners, but... Um, and again, people are, like, trying to cancel him and stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, but then what? Then, then who takes over? Who, who... As you said last time, it's, like, a bunch of Saudi shareholders. Like, what could go wrong? Like, yeah. uh, no, dude. You have to really question, like, who's in the wings. You can't have a power vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I would be a better Buffalo Bill than Buffalo Bill. Because I would just do the tuck in the kimono. I wouldn't actually kill any any women or anything. That's really nice of you. But I'd give women, like, moisturizer. <laughs> that's, I that's... wouldn't wear their skin, but I'd be like, girl, your elbows. That's where the similarities end. <laughs> we would both tuck our dicks in kimonos and give women moisturizer. But that is, that is where it ends. Yeah. Yeah. Very progressive of you. This is a new friendlier side of Buffalo Bill we haven't seen yet. <laughs> Buffalo Jewels. I'm surprised they haven't uh, done a spinoff yet. It's like Joey cancels in its first season to make room for <laughs> Buffalo Bill. How has Netflix not made their like Buffalo Bill limited series? Yeah, because they love Dahmer so much. Yeah, what's what's wrong with uh, villainizing another? Well, like like another otherwise sympathetic gay character. But like a, <laughs> a a fake serial killer. You know, it's like Buffalo Bill. Right. Yeah, Whereas yeah. Dahmer was like real and he's that, real. That had like real. And that's why huge. the hero worship is creepy. You yeah. Know? So so yeah. you know maybe makeup. But Gwyneth Paltrow looks cute as Jeffrey Dahmer in in her trial that day that she wore like those Dahmer glasses and a mm -hmm. white turtleneck. Yeah. People are like, yes, queen. <laughs> From her own brand, like her own. The fact that her brand makes Dahmer glasses too is <laughs> is its own tinge of comedy. 
Well, I, uh, think, I think that's going to do it for us today, Julian. I feel nice about it. I feel great. Cool. How did you feel? Um, add us. Follow us at Guantanamo Bay's pod. That's, that's B-A-E-S. Yep. Guantanamo B-A-E-S pod. P-O-D. Rate us five stars, like us, follow us. We love you guys so, so much. And Thanks tell so much. The, all the Cubans you know, good and bad. Todos los Cubanos. Even Jeff if Bezos. If you know Jeff Bezos, if, please get him on our tip. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, I th- we're and on he a- could wear whatever he wants. He could wear the butterfly shirt. I don't he, care. He could wear the kimono and, and tuck his dick. <laughs> and we would welcome him with open arms. But from the Guantanamo Bay's podcast, I am Brian Bogart. And I'm Julian Goza. Thank you. And hasta mañana. Nos vemos. <laughs>